So welcome to a new episode. We're just going to jump right in because that's how we roll. We don't have a plan. We roll into town. We roll into our desk and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> and Jackie's wearing her shirt. I am wearing my Bob's your uncle shirt. And I'm wearing the other one. I was wearing we a wear different one, one but day. I was like, I've been wearing, loving these two. I just keep wearing them over and over and over well, again. The other ones aren't sweatshirts, so. They're, they're so too cozy. Cool. So we're super excited. We have our sister-in-law, Amy, the OG in-law. Which I don't think enough people know. Because I don't a lot of people have forgot that I have an older brother because he's not around. <laughs> they're kind of shocked when they're like, wait, who? Your older brother? Because they just like, they see me and Hunter and Megan and they know Luke, but they're always like, that was I our tell plan. people probably Hide once far, a week. far away. <laughs> so our oldest brother, James, married Amy when I was a sophomore. So what year was that? 1999. Ooh, ooh la la. We're going to party like it's 1999. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We did. It's the first time I ever went on an airplane because I went over to Portland for your wedding and it was the first time Luke was ever on an airplane and all the pictures are of Luke on his first airplane ride. You well, said I was he was three. I know. And I was in the background like, it's my first one too. <laughs> <laughs> no age difference there. <laughs> Having the same experience. It's fine. It was, it was exciting for him too, I'm sure. But yeah, he's only known you. Let's be honest. It's true. When he called me for my birthday, he's like, yeah, I don't remember anything without you in it. I'm like, that's about right. It's crazy. though. When we first got married, everyone, he would come to dinner with us because Jill and Kim would bring him and they'd all look to me to order for him. And I'm like, yeah, he's not mine. And they'd be they like, what are you kid? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know What that. are you talking about? And I'm like, no. The, he's... Old, the old couple in the corner, he's theirs. <laughs> he belongs oh my gosh, with them. What are going to say Put about me? Their... <laughs> <laughs> we really are. <laughs> Um, well, I walked into a football game once and, um, this lady had a, her youngest kid played with Caden, my oldest. And so when I walked in with the babies one time, she's like, Oh, are those your grandkids? I'm like, no, they're my children. <laughs> Second round. It's fine. We're all fine. <laughs> in my defense, it was my first and his, her last, but so in her mind, she had grandkids, you know, that mm-hmm. was where she was at. But I'm like, no, we just have babies this little. <laughs> anyway, so Amy I just enjoyed us, them all weekend because yeah. they weren't mine. <laughs> You guys both love just to send those babies to someone. I yes, do, do, but I love yes, to love do. on them. And Ollie gave me a cuddle every time I asked him this weekend. Yeah, so take that. I'm exhausted. I got one from Hazel. They'll look at me now. One from Violet. See, you have Violet on your fingertips and I Nico. Do. Yeah, we, you have I those, have Hazel and Ollie. You yeah. have those Peoria kids wrapped around your thumb. I couldn't hold Violet last That's because they like too. me so much. I know. Yeah, they do they just you. see me all the time. See, well, and you always provide for them at Sunday. Like, they love you. Take that and run. The I best, know. Being the favorite auntie. That's the goal. Hug and love. Yes. And then away they go. I'm going to swoop in now. You that guys you're are already in grandma mode. Let's be honest. You're good at it. You're going to be good grandmas. <laughs> if I ever get a grandbaby at this rate, things aren't looking good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Amy's in the same boat as me. Nothing's on the horizon. Nope. And that's okay. It Belle's is, excited to go on her trips to wherever. So it's exciting to see I what they'll end up it. doing. They'll do great things. And they will. We'll just enjoy Kate and Nellie's baby. There you go. Yeah, I'll be the first grandma. You will with those little babies. Yeah. (laughs) So, Amy Lou, you were born in, where were you born? I'm going to say Washington, but I don't know. It is. Okay. I was born in Kennewick, Washington. And you were raised there your Mm -hmm. whole life? Yep. Tell us what it was like growing up. I don't know. Same as everywhere. My dad was a farmer. He was a farmer for the church though, right? Yeah. So they have, they have lots of farms that they use for not welfare but just for the bishop storehouse no just no. they they and... just investment farms oh, and so interesting. he had he had a 60,000 acres of potatoes that he grew as part of his farm so and what he, would you do once they were grown though they put them in storage but most of them go to a company well they used to when I was growing up I'm not sure they still do or not but they went to Lamb Weston and Lamb Weston so the would, sold them to Lamb Weston okay. they'd cut them up and make fries so a lot of the fries from there. Well, I love fries. I love fries. <laughs> That's Can why we, we had a switch where we're eating later. lunch because I needed fries. Right. <laughs> so I, I grew up going to, with my dad to work and we'd go see the giant tractors and smell the oil of the things. And then we'd go out and go through the fields and see all oh, of Mom. the potatoes. And then he would have, there was an area on the farm that they would like let the farm, the people that worked there would grow corn or whatever and we'd go harvest it and my dad would come home with a truckload, a pickup truck bulging of corn and mm-hmm. we'd husk it and cut it. Pull it off and we'd boil it and we'd cut it. It was one night a year and we got to stay up late and we would it help. Was worth it the corn harvest. 
Literally. would freeze it and we'd measure it out, cut it off the cobs, measure it out, put it in bags and put it in the freezer so we'd have corn forever. So that lots of the like stuff we ate came off the farm. Corn. I love corn and I love frozen corn. I love any kind of corn. I'm there for it. And it's best when it comes straight off the cob. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. So how far away was this farm? Did you live right next to it or nope. you on it? He drove 30-ish minutes. It's mm-hmm. about 40 miles, I think. Really? To work every I day. I that far. So they, they could have lived in Hermiston, which is a small town right across the river. The, the farm is located right on the Columbia River, which is massive like right, you guys call river he loves it you call rivers here rivers and i look at them and think um that it's is not a, not a river you're used to like mississippi river type proportions not, yes not like silver creek <laughs> no that is not a river <laughs> so yeah it was huge and it was located right on there they pulled the water right out of there to harvest or to do their irrigation that's crazy how did he get going with that with the church so he started out actually to be a teacher and he went to Utah State, and he met my mom. And then he joined in. He, like, did all sorts of odd jobs with farming and stuff. And he got on sugar beets in Burley, Idaho. Okay. And then after Burley, Idaho, they transferred him up to this farm in, in well, in Hermiston. It's in Kennewick by there, close enough. And uh, he just – they switched him from sweet potatoes to regular potatoes, and then he just – grew his career from there that's cool so what order of the kids are you i have an older sister and i have four younger brothers so, so you weren't second. born in, was stephanie born in no nope, i was the first one yeah she was born in burley okay and then they moved up and i was three years later i was born and you've been there your whole life mm-hmm. so what was it like growing up did you play sports did you i mean I we did. love our lewis family because everyone is tall with us yes i mean we love our short girls too on the other side, slash Paula. We love <laughs> but our brothers married. Our very brothers tall. married. Our, old uh, our older brothers married very tall girls, and it's nice because a oh man. I take a brewer take photo, a and it's just all me. It's all Joaquina. <laughs> I like that when we took a picture. We just had cute little Paula in the middle, and the rest of us are not She's a small so people cute. to quote us. We are not True. a small people, but I love it because it's like oh, I love it too. I just love it, and your daughters are so tall. It's just nice to be because look at my children. I mean, it's nice to be around the cousins that are. Do your kids, my kids have a perpetual hunch because they say they're trying to hear their friends that are shorter than them. So they bend over to listen to their friends. And so they're always bent over. And I'm like, stand up. They're like, I can't hear my friends if I stand up. Maybe they need to tell their friends to speak up. And then they're like, I don't want to be so tall compared to all of my friends. I'm like, enjoy it. it. Enjoy it. You'll love it forever. Sometimes I I felt like a doll, especially because my best friend Talia was short and you know, but Mindy was the same height as me till like that's that's college. I had friends that were tall too, but like she was my closest friend. But it was like once you get pregnant and the space you have and stuff, like yeah, we tease Maddie that. Yeah, because she we call her short and she's like, I'm average. (laughs) She's only five five. She's That's like average. Why do you so, think I'm so we bully her? The other day we were in Target. I was with Tessa and one of my daughters, and I think Baylor was there. I can't remember for sure. But these random, three random high school boys came up to us and said, hey, do you think he's short? And I said, well, short is just a comparison, right? So compared to me, yes, he's short because he was shorter than me. But compared to most people, I said, he's probably was, average. They probably didn't know his age either. Oh, he, no. Well, no, they were talking about them. They just came up to me asking oh, about their friends. Oh, I thought friend. they were asking about your kids. And I was no. like, no, your kids it. are obviously tall. No, they were just, just walking through Target and they came up to us and they're like, hey, do you think he's short or do you think he's tall? And I'm like, well, it's just a comparison, right? I said, yeah. I'm, I'm really tall for a woman. So to me, he's the same height as me. Mm-hmm. But for an average man, he's, he's probably, probably good. Right. So I don't know. It was just funny. That How tall are you? I'm almost six foot. I didn't quite make it. You're so close. Are your girls taller than you? Nope, not yet. They got close. All three of them are pretty darn close. We're within an inch of each other. I'm watching the Julia Child show on HBO right now, and that woman is six two. I didn't know she was that tall. I'm here for it. I mean, maybe really? the actress isn't, but she's. I mean, she was always bigger than her husband, so they, you know, it's the same on the show, and I'm, I'm loving it because she's just. That movie you're watching. It's a show. It's actually a show. I didn't know there was a show. Of it's it. called Julia. It's new, or there's only two seasons. I mean, they're they're like airing the second season right now. But I'm loving it because it's just. 
I don't know. Lately, I've been on this. This is a random side note. But lately, I've been <laughs> on this thing where I'm like, I don't think food is killing people. I think stress is killing people. Like, I like to cook well. I like to cook with butter and cream. And I have to fill a lot of calories into my children because they are Pits. insane, never-ending pits. You have not met my brothers yet. They probably could finally match my boys. They, huh? Well, my my older people. brothers, we would eat when we first got married. It shocked the heck out of James because we would eat a and full dinner. And then between dinner and before we went to bed, They'd my brothers eat would eat three or four hamburgers yeah. or whatever. Well, you saw my boys eating all the cereal after we had pizza. Oh, yeah. Like three, four. I watched Asher go back for like four bowls of cereal. So last night yeah. after they're bottomless pizza. pits when they're that age, yes. especially when they're so busy playing basketball and doing so all of the active. things. They just can burn through calories like there's no tomorrow. Exactly. And so I'm like, I love a good meal. I love it. And I'm like, I don't think, I think it, this is common knowledge to most people, but it's just dawning on me that the way to live long is to just not be stressed. Because Julie Child was obviously stressed. She had her, you know, whatever. But she tried to be so positive and so happy and so cheerful. And she ate her butter and her cream. And she lived till she was 91. So that's case in point that I think stress <laughs> is killing the world, not food. And America has become so weird about food. So weird about it. And I'm like, let's just go back to the farm and the potatoes, man. I mean, well, actually, I think they're like saying potatoes, the concerns because but... it's <clears throat> eating out food. I just think a lot of people don't cook, and that's probably why the America's worried. Probably. Oh, at my school, I'm a leader of the green team, so we plant a garden every year cool. for the kids to see. So we pull carrots out, and some of them are eight inches long. Some of them are almost a foot long, and the kids die. They're like, what? You know, they're used to the baby carrots the baby. or the little things that they get. Pre-washed. Yeah, like they're, they're looking at these with the green tops thinking, what in the heck Where is this? Where do you plant this out? This is the best thing I've heard. <laughs> we have, when we first opened the school, one of the teachers got some raised beds donated. And this is before we even started the green team. So that we had them there and then they just went into disuse. Mm -hmm. They got planted the first year and then they didn't get planted again. And I said, okay, we're, they wanted to make it rotate it and have people have different beds. And I said, can the... But the one that I did was the only one that got done. I said, I'm just taking over. Yes. So I just took over all of them. And I teach the kids about gardening, about what things they can plant. And I, and I just, it's flowers, we do tomatoes, we do peppers, we do carrots, we do all of the things, peas. Because a lot of kids, I'm a science teacher, and so we talk about genetics. And Gregor Mendel did all of his studies with peas and all the different traits of peas. And they're like, they've never seen pea pods they haven't mm, seen like right. peas growing in the ground and the flowers and all of those things so I started kind of with that idea I can have these and we can go out and see what he like experimented with so then they can have better conceptual idea of what what he actually did and then we would harvest them and I would give them to the green team kids and they died they'd never eaten a pea right out of the garden and if you haven't try a pea straight out I of the garden it is there. way you're different living. you're not living way different yeah. than what you buy in the store and better. same thing with the carrots like they couldn't get enough they're like can I wash it and eat it right now I'm like yes. yep <laughs> so they'd wash them off and they'd start chewing it and their faces just got big they're like it tastes so good I'm like yes it does through the ringer so our, I mean you you teach school in the middle of a city yep. you know so some of these kids they they born raised that's just all they know which is yep. fine it's great but like that's crazy that 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 thought is just so foreign to them yeah so they love it they like come out and they'll see me watering it and they're just like how are they doing today do we have anything growing can I eat it yeah is there anything ready yet i'm like not is, yet is so we're gonna so when did you plant it being in phoenix where it's warm you're just um, yeah, how did right? you make it live? so it indoor a little bit nope no, it's, it's all outside a winter garden right yep we plant well i plant twice a year we do october and that gets us through um sometimes clear till may some of the stuff takes a little bit longer because we plant in october yeah. um this year we had to wait a little bit longer it was so hot mm -hmm. and to just try to get things up down there when it's that hot it's just not, not so we didn't we didn't plant it till november so i'm really hoping since we're later this year that we'll still be okay but we'll plant again we can do a second one about president's day we oh. can put stuff in again so we'll see but we planted mustard a couple last year and have you ever grown mustard? No. Uh -uh. Oh, my gosh. It was over six feet tall. Cool. And it was this huge, like, it was insane. And it mm. smelled so good. And it had so many bees and stuff with it be just because it so was a good pollinator. So you're not growing tobacco like us? No. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're just having some mustard. to that school, though. And How then we cool. had, we grew some sage. And mm -hmm. I had a basil growing down there for 
three years. That's it has made it through the hot summer and I don't even go water it. I like don't know where it's getting its water from, but it's, it's still, still, it's still going for three years. So no to sell if so anyone hard grow Yeah, basil. grow basil. Yeah. It grows like crazy. I love that. But you have that, you have that experience because you grew up on a farm. So you yeah. know what you're doing. A little bit. I've never done it at raised beds. I've always just been able to I throw it in the ground. I raised beds because ground beds are too much work. David loves the ground beds. So I'm out a lot. Well, let him, if he loves to, yeah, he did it, it last then, year. So whatever. that's fine. Okay, so then, all right, you born and raised in Kennewick yep. with all your big brothers, everyone playing sports. Well, you they're bigger than me. You were- I'm the shortest one in my family, and I love to tell my kids that at school because they die. How oh. tall is your tallest sibling? Six, eight. Ooh. So, but, but they have nephews. I have nephews that are taller than that. Really? Shut up. Yeah. So, kids are tall. Scott and Allie's. Wow. So their daughter is six. I want to say six, three and a half to six, four. Oh, their, daughter. She's, their daughter. Yeah, their daughter. That is awesome. And then. Does she um, play sports? Yeah, she's playing at Gonzaga Volleyball. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then they have a junior son. He's six, eight, I want to say. And then this is the one that kills me. Their second son, he, he, which is their third child. Um, he, so he's just a year older than Baylor, but in eighth grade. He was six, five. Shut in up. eighth grade. I your kids were tall. We think I my know. boys are tall because my boys, you know, six two, whatever. But that is legit tall. That is legit tall. Wow. So we, I, I think when he was at the doctor when he was little, he was said they'll cap out about seven foot. So we'll see. That's awesome. Point I know it's insane. Player. My boys would die if they were that tall because they play basketball. So like Asher, they is all a play post, basketball. But he's only six two, but. He's a post, and he's like, man, if I just had like two, three more inches, I'd be in. Business. Yeah, they both play post, so he has to work on his vertical all summer long, which is great. It, it helps. Him, yeah, but, you know, for sure. When you're a post, you need it. You need it. You need it. So, I played post growing up. So yeah. yeah, and but you played track. You you ran I ran track. track too. Okay. Yep. So I I was a three sport athlete. I did, I did soccer for one year, but they dislocated my knee, so my soccer career was over, <laughs> and I took up cross country. So I ran cross country in the fall, and then I played basketball mm-hmm. in the winter, and then I ran track in the spring. What did you do in track? I was a 400 runner, and I did Ooh, high that's jump. That's a hard one. Ugh. That's what Caden did. That's the best one. He it is, but loved it's hard. it. Yep. Loved it, loved it. He did the 400. I wish he would have done it longer. Me too. We didn't know track was so freaking fun. It is. It's so fun. And like his track coach, well, he's not the coach anymore, but he's always like, Hey, I could still get you a scholarship in track when you came home. I could train you up and get you in it because oh, for sure. it's that much potential. But we just didn't know. Like even Asher this year is like, should I do? David, you're like, track? yes. I'm like, yes. Just try it. Because it, there's so many opportunities in track too. There are. And there's so many different events and they're so fun to see people develop and their different talents and their... Oh, there's so many options. It's not just running. Everybody thinks, oh, there's it's just running. No, nope, there right. is. I mean, like, Caden went to the national thing in Oregon for with his 800 relay team, and it was crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like... And there's such camaraderie between everybody that's there. Like, you just make really great friends. David loved it. He grew up doing it for sure. Yeah. He tried he, to get all my kids, and they wouldn't. He loved it, too. But you actually, when I... when So when you first got married, my memory of you is that you coached for that high school in Utah, Mountain View, right? No. Mount Timpanogos. Mount Timpanogos. I did their Mount basketball. Tim- okay. And then Timp View. Tim I, I was a coach for their cross country and their track girls, their varsity track and cross country. But, Kay, you met James at BYU, right? Yes. Tell us about that. Oh, I don't know what there is to say. <laughs> yeah, we want to know James. Um, we want to know your. Oh, I still have vivid memories of James talking like a oh, giddy little yeah. schoolboy about Amy. It was the cutest thing. We were at my Sandra aunt Jackie's. Bullock. We were at my aunt Jackie's for what holiday? When did you guys very first start dating? It was the beginning of the year, so April. No, February, somewhere in there. I don't know. I don't. Okay, so this more. is how it worked. So I was at the very end of my career. I was I trained to be a coach and a, a, high, a biology teacher. And I had to do an internship and for coaching. And so my internship was ending about three weeks after the semester ended. So I had to find a place to live for three weeks. And I don't know if you've ever tried to find a place for just three weeks in a college town. It's like nigh on impossible. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to pay for the whole summer because I was going home to work for the whole summer because I had great jobs at home that I could work and earn all the money that I needed. Thank yeah. you for the sound effect. Um, and so I was planning on just finishing out those three weeks and then going home. So I moved into this place and uh, 
went to the hot tub one night and oh, that's wow. where I met James oh, and I thought yeah. oh he's kind of cute and fun and so then um I went to his apartment his roommates and my roommates knew each other and I didn't know anyone because I was just moving in for three weeks right and um went over to say hi and he told me that he was pre-mission like one of the first times I met him I'm like yeah no I'm not doing that he was teasing you yeah I had no idea <laughs> But I was like, yeah, not that's not going to go anywhere. And then found out he was joking. And we just really hit it off. And it was, oh, yeah. he was all loved. she wrote. He, he called you. He asked you on a date? Or how did it go from there? All the rest of it. I, yeah, he asked me out on a you date. You staying, then, right? So I went home, actually, after three weeks. And my parents are like, and I called him from home and talked to him. I think I called him at, when he was down visiting you guys, yes, actually. Yes, I remember the call. Yeah. The call. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents are like, you seem miserable. I'm like, well, I really like him. And so they're like, you need to go back down. And so I went back down for the summer and then we continued to date. And then by the end, we were married in September. So love it. I so was I'm, there for all this. Oh, you Megan and I shared a bed for a little while. Same problem. Yes. Her apartment ended and they were getting married. So, she so James was in the new house, but I needed some place to live. So Megan graciously let we me We shared a little spoon. bed. Ooh, la, la. It was a tiny bed. It was a tiny bed. get closer to your new sister-in-law. Best friends for life. Now. That's right. <laughs> but see, what I loved about that time um, with you and, and James and then you and David is we all still fit kind of like in a car or like, because mm-hmm. I was still in high school, you know, Hunter, Mission or whatever, and Luke, but we all like, it was kind of still We were super, a small group still. Yeah. We would ride in your green van exactly. with all of the, the little minivan with all of the seats and we'd yeah, all squish we'd in all there. We'd all get in there though and it was fun because we'd all still, like we'd all go look at the Christmas lights. We could all still fit. You know, there's just something yeah. about like, that's kind of the stage I'm about to enter and it'll be fun just to be able to be kind of small and, you know, then your family start to get too big and so everything's kind of I know, trying to go crazy. pop now is like impossible. Yeah, yeah. Like we were doing pop run this morning with four people in the back of my dad's truck. All four of me, and that was a Amy. But we're all slips of a thing, so yeah, it's fine. It's and that fine. was Luke and Paula gone, and Hunter and Rachel gone. <laughs> I know <laughs> we wouldn't have fit. Otherwise. We wouldn't have fit otherwise. But yeah, it's just that's kind of my first memories is of that and of we were still small. We were still small. It was kind of nice. It was kind of intimate. But then, yeah. Okay, so you when did you start to think that you wanted to have kids? Well, you graduated. And got I graduated. In September. Yep. So okay. we got married in September, and then. A year. How long was it I was James teaching. Graduated? I was teaching that year. And so I just went by Lewis to start the year because I didn't want to get teased by the kids because I was, you know, almost their age. You I were. was teaching high school. And so I just went by Mrs. Lewis so I wouldn't have to change in the middle of the year. And so they kind of kept it a secret from the kids. The kids. They would have enjoyed teasing you for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and then um, I taught one more year after that. So I taught I did my internship year and one year of teaching, and then James graduated. So I graduated from college in 2000, and he graduated in 2001, and then we moved to California to start for optometry, optometry school. school. Yep. And I have substitute taught in California for a year. Mm-hmm. I forgot that. And then I started to have – then I had my children – and but then, let's talk about like your. It was a process. It was a process for you to get your kids. It was. How so many, you had three miscarriages. I did. Right? I did have three. Not that, super fun. No, and I. Nobody talks about it. Like know. I went to the doctor, and they're like, "No, this is normal." I'm it's like, not, "What?" I mean, it's it is very. It's common. common. But it's don't common. Say normal. Right. Like you're mother, you just lost your child. <laughs> right. And all of mine happened at the same time. Like. Same time period, same kind of conditions. And so when it happened, I, I knew. And then we went to California, and he's like, I can get you a baby. He was a big, big dude. And he's like, <laughs> we're going to get you to have that baby. And he did all sorts of things. I had to take hormone treatments and all of the things. And so I made it through my first trimester with Belle. And then it was fine after that. And then So you just have to get the help to get through your first, first trimester. trimester. So How you did it yeah. on all four? Did that? I had to do it for all four, and I had one more miscarriage between Holland and yes. Tessa. Okay. So when you're when you're going through that though, and I want like especially because you're so so you started those miscarriages when you were still in Utah. Yes. Do you feel like those university doctors that deal with a hundred million Mormons and a hundred million babies are they a little too blasé about it? Because that seems like you didn't really get a chance to grieve very much. If they're <laughs> just like, this is normal. Okay, you're move fine. on to the it's next fine. try. Um. Well, they made it. 
they made it okay. Like, of course you feel awful. Like you feel like it's your fault. Mm -hmm. You feel like what's wrong with me? Why can't I keep a baby? Like, and they didn't test for hormone things to start with. Like, they're just like, you'll common. It's common. You'll, you'll try it again. But then by the time I had three, then they're like, Oh, now not not so common. Now we need to look at something. And I, so I was like, and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, we can do this and this and this. And th- this is what you're low on. And we, we're going to be fine. New big burly doctor. I know. He was <laughs> awesome. Uh, Sawyer. Dr. Dr. Sawyer. Dr. Sawyer. Way to Dr. S. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, on my second baby, um, I went into labor. And he just happened to be right down the street, the second baby I was delivering in California. He happened to be in the hospital right down the street. And they called him and said, she is ready. You need to come now. And he made it just in time to catch the baby. She came so fast. Holland. So, yeah. She was ready for life. She was. Like 15 minutes and I was done. And I got to see her third. Oh, yes. You did get to she watch texted her third. me and said, I'm in labor. I left right then over Christmas. Was it over Christmas break? Close to Christmas. Christmas break, yeah. Where were you living at that time? We were in Peoria. Okay. So I drove yeah. down there, watched down the there. baby born, drove home. Because yeah. <laughs> you have your own seen. babies, you can't really be yeah. gone that yes. long. And yours are C-section, so I just so exploded I was on my one. in-laws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amy, I know it's creepy, but can I watch a baby <laughs> oh, No. no. I'm fact, like, sure, why not? There's a part of me that's like, how inappropriate will it be to ask my daughter-in-laws if I can watch? Because I had my mother-in-law with Kate and the only the only vaginal birth I had, and it was it was fun. I don't know, but that's weird for some people to think yeah. of their mother-in-law in there. Well, Amy was like, nice and flattered me because I just zoomed right down. Well, my mom didn't want to come after my first one. Because it was so trauma. traumatizing. Well, my first one, she came, and they you know, first babies take forever, right? Even if you're having steady contractions. Right. So my, I started contractions at like noon and I had had this whole thing planned out with my mom and we were going to do all of the errands. And I'm like, I'm just kidding. I'm not feeling very good, mom. Can we just take lunch and go home? And she's like, sure. James was in the middle of boards, so I didn't want to call him. And then finally she's like, you better call him and tell him. So I texted him and I said, hey, I'm having contractions why don't you just make sure that you get to go first so if anything happens, you can leave and come. And he's like, okay. So then about 5 o'clock in the evening, we drove to the hospital, and they're like, yeah, your doctor says for us just to monitor you and check you after an hour. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I laid down in the hospital bed, and they're like, yeah, I said you have to get up and walk around for a little bit. I hate when they tell you to do that. You have been contracting all day. Just let me fucking lay here. But I hadn't. they hadn't come in and checked. Like they, they checked me, dilation. they checked me when I first came in and then they didn't check. They said, yo, just get up and walk. It's oh. your first, just get up and walk. So I get up to walk in the hospital and I can't even walk. I'm like dying. And I'm like, I'm such a wimp. <laughs> like what is wrong with me? And so I go to the desk and I say, is it okay if I just go lay back down? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. And they're probably in their heads thinking this wimp. <laughs> Like, you're what's probably wrong with her, nine, aren't you? you um, a little over seven. Yeah, but you're a little like, over oh, seven. You're like right about to transition. Yeah, yes. and they're like, they come in about a half hour later and they check me and they're like, oh my gosh, we got to get you in right now. You're gonna have this baby, and they're like, we lost your blood work. I'm like, what do you mean you lost my blood work? We don't have it to register you. So then you they had to draw my blood, blood. and then oh they had to gosh. put my. Did you have an epidural at least? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was I was to a nine and a half, and they're like, okay, we can give you an epidural now. I'm like, why? What's Just get it out of me. I'm like, for a half a centimeter, nope, we're good. But the one thing that kept me, my mom works really hard and so she gardens she does all of the things and her hands are always a little rough mm-hmm. so i can just remember her and her scratchy hands stroking my Aww. arms that was oh, that, so that was but but it was hard because i'd never got medicine and stuff and so she was like i'm never watching another birth i, I ruined it for the rest of her life Probably she didn't see any more you grandkids see your child suffer yeah i'm Kate sure that was that mission when you was trying to adjust almost killed me so i can't i can totally relate to your mom like you're watching so. your, your child suffer, you suffer with them. You yeah, suffer as much mom's as them. job. Yeah. My mom was in the corner of Caden passing out. <laughs> so I was grateful that my mother-in-law Diane was there because she was on the other side of me. Because my mom was literally, she's a pretty strong, hardy woman, but she couldn't stand that the doctor kept saying this is never going to happen. Like, don't say that out loud. Right. Right. <laughs> if the baby's mind. not going to come out, get me in for a C-section. Right. Saying this is never going to happen. But yeah, it's traumatizing. Oh, but then little Belle was born. And I, she I, was sorry, but I have the most tender memories of watching you with Belle. Mm-hmm. You were so happy to finally have yeah. a baby. Well, after here. three miscarriages, oh, yeah. it and just is sweet. Even it. as a young girl, you know, not, I mean, younger, 
I just, I thought, of course she loves this baby. We're just mothers even when we're younger, even when we were in high school. Yeah. And I was like, she, and I just remember one time Belle fell and was crying and you started crying and I started crying watching you crying because <laughs> so you just we cared so much about her and you were so happy to have that baby and I've learned along the way it's all right I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Like when that. you've had three you've lost yeah. three children and then you're on that like I mean I've never had a miscarriage so I can't even imagine that kind of pain I mean my sister in Lakisha who lost a, a baby that was just a couple hours old, but she's had as many miscarriages as you. And I don't know how she does that. That's hard. That is super hard. That's hard. Anytime you lose a baby. Yes. It's hard. At any stage. Mm Because you fall in love with that baby the second you know that baby's in love. Yep. You make plans. You make strategies. You you do all 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 right. Yes. (laughs) And and for you, I think probably, I I can't, I mean, I'm just imagining everyone was just as painful as the last. It wasn't like it became commonplace. It was horrible. And it's true, especially because I mean. But you know how to recover. Yes. Like it, like the pain doesn't last as long. And because I had gotten pregnant, I knew it was possible. So there was that hope. Yes. That helps too. So, so it's even you, an option. you would you would lay in bed right and have to do like hormone injections. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call them injections. Did you have to go right after hoo-ha? I oh, did. Oh, Amy, I did. you're a champ. How Twice you, a day. How did you do? Th- did you just have to lay there for a while? After? Yeah. They yeah, because they just melt and drain out mm-hmm. and soak in as long as you could. Yeah. The things we do. I know. And, and you're right, because how old is Belle? 21. 21. Because she's, she's, she's a year younger than Card. Yep. So especially 21 years ago, no one was talking about it. You were kind nope. of suffering silently. I'm, like, I'm sure you had James to lean on and probably your mom and such. I felt sad that it wasn't, it was just not validating. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Amy. It's okay. I got validated. I have four beautiful children and I'm completely Good. happy. Good. So I know you are. I know you're not dwe- the type to like dwell on that, but I just, I'm, I'm, but sad. I feel for people who you do. And you know, empathy. I have a sister-in-law that had, miscarriages and it was hard for her and she could have like I knew what she was going through and we could have that connection and I could help her yeah so I was just gonna say when you're if your daughters have that issue or anything you're just gonna know you're gonna be like listen that's what we do understand yeah I understand because you had how many miscarriages did you have just the two but just the two that's a lot I feel like every single person I know of my sister-in-laws have had at least one except me and maybe Carly but it's just, it's so, it is common, but it's it so is. sad. So it I'm is. so glad that that Dr. Sawyer, the new hero. Yeah. And so whenever I went, I'm like, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You just knew. You this knew this is them. what you need to do. And from him figuring yeah. it out, just yeah. taking the time to. Because you had the two in the California with him and then yeah. two in Phoenix. Yep. Yeah. Because we wanted to make sure that we had another one before with a doctor who knew mm-hmm. my situation yeah. before yeah. we left. So. Sure. Okay. So she, Amy has four kids, Belle, Holland, Tessa, Tessa and Baylor. 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 Finally got a boy by the four. I you did. did get a boy. I did. But boy or girl, we would have been oh, done for after sure. four. <laughs> right? Like it wasn't crazy. like we were waiting for a boy know, and then we I were done. Ever, I wasn't ever trying for a girl ever. Like people would always say, are you trying for a girl? I'm like, no, I'm trying for a baby. Right. <laughs> I'm trying for a right. child. I don't, right. I'm not trying like for a certain sex. That would be crazy. <laughs> right. I just don't understand that kind of mentality of yeah. we're trying for a Me boy. Neither. No. So what were your ages of your kids when you decided to go back to teaching? So there was a new school opening up right by us. So it was a, about a year before I was really wanting to go back. I had to put Baylor into a preschool for a year. So he was four. So Tessa would have been about six, seven. So you've been back to teaching for a while. Yeah, ten years. Oh, wow. wow. It's my tenth <laughs> year back. When I, when so, I'm not seeing you enough. You I are, don't know. I, I try. I try. I try to I engage I heard her the teach kids. her first year because when I was in college, I was taking a class that I would get to go help her kind of like the, the mm-hmm. work release program that cards mm-hmm. doing or spice is doing this year. So I could go do that. And so, and so got I got to watch her teacher first year. It's her, it's her sole calling. She should do it. <laughs> That's kind of what breaks my heart though. In Arizona, especially is that like we crush teachers. <laughs> we crush them under our heel. We're the worst state for education in the country. It, almost. It's low. It it's is low. low. So how do you find the resiliency to keep going through that? Especially because you're a champ. You're sticking with public education like a baller. <laughs> so how do you deal with that? Like you just have well, to roll with it or do you have a good district or? I Well, I always try to think, how would I like my kid to be taught? Which yes. is a good way to and think. And I, I, want, I want that experience for every kid. Yes. Because I had 
to be honest, a really bad science teacher when I was growing up. And I thought, ugh, I don't want anyone to have this experience again. And so science was the way I went. I wanted to be an engineer at first, but when I went to school and I took one class and it was intro to engineering and they talked about how much time was all by yourself behind, I thought it was more collaborating Mm. with people and doing things. And they're like, so much is just paperwork behind your desk. I was like, yeah, I'm out. And so, (laughs) so then I was like, well, what do I do? Cause I had no other plans. I'd wanted to be an engineer for so long that I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And so I would get down on my knees and I would fall asleep every night for like two weeks and had the same dream every night for like two weeks. I'm like, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. Got to get through my teacher and a coach. So I didn't know that. So, so, you know, it was your calling, I guess. (laughs) So, okay. Our brother and Amy and they are moving to Washington back to where you're from. Yep. I'm so excited for you. Like, I'm so sad you're going to be farther away, but like the thought of me being able to move back to my mama after 21 years or whatever, it's kind of exciting. 21. That is so cool. Yeah, it's been a long time. I, I moved out in 94. Is she, so. like when you guys told me that she just started crying, I, that's the most, touch, of course <laughs> she did. I would start crying too. Well, she never thought it was in the cards. So, yes. I mean, well, we didn't think it was probably, in the cards. Yeah. We didn't think it was possible, but so it just, just so, new and fun opportunities. Yeah. You got to take them when you get them. Yeah. And so. I love it. So you get to go back to Washington. And so are you, you're going to teach there as well. Uh, yeah. I'm working on getting my license right now. Okay. But right now you teach junior high. How do you handle that? Because junior high is the absolute worst. <laughs> I don't want it. I want to be better about it. And I always have a good attitude. Yes. It takes a certain breed. And you just have to be able to laugh. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. You have to be able to laugh at the kids. Um, You have to be able to laugh with the kids. And... Yeah, that's how you get do through Do you want it. to teach junior high or high school when you get to Kennewick? What are you I want to do for? high school. You're ready to move up. Yeah. Um, I loved teaching in junior high because down in Peoria, it's K-12 or K-8. And so I taught all four of my kids in eighth grade. And I was able to be with my kids in school for that whole time. I and now my dad being there when I did. So I yeah, get it. Baylor's in eighth grade now. So I have Baylor in my class right now. And so I've been able to teach them all. I was able to be in the school with them. So they could just they didn't pop have in to. and say hi. Yep. They could just come up to my room when the school was over and they were just with me. And then but now they're all going to be in high school. So good time to switch. Yeah. 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 And I, I went out with a biology degree and here I teach all sorts of stuff. Biology is a component of it, but we only do genetics in eighth grade for genetics and natural selection, that kind of stuff, how traits develop. Mm-hmm. But it'll be nice to be able to go back to to that basics oh. that I had. So I loved being able to teach chemistry. I loved being able to teach physics, but just it's not my strongest wheelhouse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like okay, you just biology question. Oh dear. Ready? Yes. In the Lewis family, my mom and my dad and all of my siblings and myself, we have either blood brown or green eyes. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Michael, my husband, has blue eyes. How It's a recessive gene. So how did four of my six children end up with blue and eyes? And how did none of mine? And two of so, them ended up with hazel. There's not even a green in there. So well, you, you actually, have a recessive trait. And okay. actually, eye color is... We always think of it as one or the other. And there's actually several different locations on your genes that play a role. So it's not really just one or the other. There's multiple places that play a role. But yes, blue eyes is a recessive trait. Uh So you carry the recessive gene. I have it in there somewhere. But you probably don't. So you probably don't carry the recessive. But you could have it. You could have it because every single time you have a child, it's that chance again. And that chance again. And it doesn't matter if you have four boys in a row or five boys in a row. It's still a 50-50 chance. chance. It Mm -hmm. doesn't diminish your... Mm -hmm. It's always a 50-50 chance. So that's that's what's kind of deceiving about genetics is a lot of times we just think it's one or the other. And the more times you get it, the more unlikely the other thing is. No, it's still just as likely. It's just... Interesting. But it is on multiple locations, just like height. That's why you have so many different hues of color in eyes and not just brown, dark brown, and light blue. Yes, that's true because the blue is all different. And that's why heights, you don't have extremely tall and extremely short. You have everything. You line everybody up. You're not going to see a big gap between people. It's just going to be like a constant line going down to the shortest, whatever. Okay. Um, Because height is like that. Mm -hmm. It's on several different locations. And, you know, some of that is what we eat and all that kind of stuff plays a role too. But 
Well, how come? Okay, so John always teases you're you're welcome that I married your mother because look at you all. How did I end up with so many tall boys when John's six foot? Is it me bringing it into it? Yeah, you do. You play a role. So it all plays a role. Like all of my girls are really tall, but they didn't pass me. Mm. My dot, I passed my mom, but you guys, your mom's pretty tall, and she's the, I she's think actually, you could. Uh, she's. We're all super close. She's she's probably the shortest, but we're by all you wouldn't inch. be able to tell. If right, we we're all standing by each other. So, so it just depends too. And like, I have my brother who's really tall, and he married. He's five, uh, six five six six six, I think Jeff, and he married a shorter wife. And a long time we thought their kids were all going to be short, but now they're starting to grow. Just but they still later. have a little mini. Um, that's really tiny. So, you know, it just, it's just that, that assortment of allotment. Mm-hmm. And then you think about it. I'm a quarter of my grandparents from each, like you just There's start so going back in the mix of all of the genetics that are coming in. They I just all that. act off of each other so differently. I love it. Cause it's kind of what shapes our personalities as well. Like, would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert or somewhere in between? I'm probably in between. Cause I can be content being by myself, but I don't mind being in a big, Group kind of how I am. So, but for a big group, I kind of have to gear up. But then I get there, and I'm like, oh, that. Why that not was, gear myself? It's not that like we have right. real anxiety. No. We get there and we're fine. No. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, what did you think about the Lewises when you moved in? <laughs> Jackie said she was going to ask Dad, like, like she's going to tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. Throw it down. I mean, it was just like being at home. Like, it's you guys treated each other. You accepted me right away. I didn't feel like an outcast. Like, I didn't. So I didn't feel like I was on the outside that, skirts. Yeah. Like, it was. It was totally fine. I it think about it all the time. How I mean, you guys are way are. more opinionated than <laughs> I remember our family ever being. But, <laughs> but that, that's what? that's fine and normal. Maybe yours is now that you're going to be back around. Maybe, them, maybe they know. might be. Maybe it's just me that because I'm like. I don't know if I was very opinionated. Till the older I get, I've got more. Maybe more life experience. So I'm curious if more. you're back. Because how many siblings live in Kennewick now? Just two. Okay, but you'll but be back still. With a few. That's where we're yeah. at here. Because I have Jackie and Hunter, so two. Yeah. But I feel like being around them more. I don't know. We kind of rile each more other up with our opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and you're more relaxed around your siblings. Like it, it was always just fun. Like I could come and sit and not say a word for hours and just listen to you guys listen to us all hackle it was funny <laughs> well and, and some of the times you know you go to a new place you guys know all of these people and you talk about these yes. people and you're like i have no idea who these people are i'll That's just what sit our and listen carly says when she comes to town because we all know each other and she's like i don't know what you're talking about we'll talk about a story she's like no i don't know who you're talking about and, and you'll remember this person where their house is i'm like yeah no <laughs> That's a no. we're lucky because overall there we just hasn't been any drama yeah and i'm so grateful because i love that we can all just be together and have a, a lot of in-laws time. all don't get along great well i'm learning so more that's true more how crazy in-laws situations can be and i'm like i just i got lucky on both sides. Yeah, yeah i i'll take that crazy you guys can say it's me <laughs> no no but you're not I'm saying like, we got lucky I, yeah, I love all. i love it too i love i've always just loved my siblings like it's my dream that we all live in a compound <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that might that. drive you crazy if you got right down to maybe, it. Maybe that's why it works because <laughs> you get to, you get your space. Sometimes you just need your space. That's yeah. the joy of not this whole weekend because I was hosting or I wasn't hosting it, but it was I was sharing with my parents for those few years hosting. Right. Then you don't just get to go home and go to bed. The last two nights about six, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go home and watch TV. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. From it. It's hilarious. Like every once in a while, I'll be sitting there, and then all of a sudden, Everyone's the whole gone. thing is gone. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> it's like one like, of those takes off. It's peace. Like-, like everybody just checks out, and I was like, huh. All right. <laughs> Everyone's done. They're going home. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> and then Milo hang hung out all last night. And we taught I him a new him. game, and he loved it. He and would started, not come home. He called me. Were you playing cards? Or we were. Oh, I love playing cards. We played Uno, and we played so we play a game called him. golf, and it's just a super low key totally luck game and and you just play it with rook cards and you try to make matches complete because we're not great on games we used to play him to see who took the trash out and then since cards to left he was the ramrodder of it Mm. so we just haven't now he just takes the trash out every time my low he's probably like let's play the game again (laughs) they would always try to make the girls i do love playing cards though and i love that our facetime game lasted three hours (laughs) i I would have died i'm not gonna lie like when i play phase 10 i'm like okay we're gonna do phase two four and six tonight or we're gonna do one seven and eight i'm like i cannot like it it takes too long but once we were there it's like we had to finish no i'm with amy when every time we play phase 10 we pick a few there's a couple there's a couple 
And there's some games where you have to like, we're like, let's do half the cards tonight. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with a stack of seven instead mm-hmm. of 14. That's just smart. because sometimes it just so gets long. dragging on. Well, we had seven people playing too. So. It takes a long time, especially with that many cards out mm-hmm. of play. Last night we were playing and we played an Uno game and it was just Milo and myself playing. We were waiting for Baylor to come join us and I love we went through my kid while I'm laying in bed. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. I do my best. Yeah. <laughs> we played through probably three quarters of the stack of Uno cards before we got done with one game. And I said, and the next game we played, <clears throat> we didn't have to draw a single card. Oh, really? Because you were there already. We were done. Yeah. Like it just played right through it, just played into our hands. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's so fun. No wonder he wouldn't come home. He's having fun. <laughs> Mom and dad are in bed. They're no fun. <laughs> so what's your favorite holiday tradition that you feel like is kind of more Larson? And what's your favorite holiday tradition that you feel like is kind of more Lewis? Oh, man. They they really celebrate so similar. Like, there wasn't a huge yeah, change. Was comfortable getting yeah. married because it was so Probably. Fun. So, like, you guys, like, you guys drive around and look at lights and stuff. The difference was, like, our family would sing Christmas carols. Like, we had this place growing up. We called it Carol Lane, and it was this group of houses, and it didn't matter. Christmas Eve was like, it was packed. It was bumper to bumper, California highway road stoppage, and they had wooden Christmas carols, like they printed Christmas carols on wood that looked like books, and they'd have the song there, and our family would sing the song. And then we'd drive to the next house and we'd sing the song and you'd roll down your windows and you'd hear other people singing. And sometimes there was a Santa there ringing a bell, passing out uh, candy canes or whatever. But we would eat our dinner. We'd go to Carol Lane and we would drive through there and then we'd go home. I'm sure it was because my parents wanted us to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the whole like. But you would sing. But yeah, we would sing at everyone. So we would did. And it was all sorts. It was religious songs. It was um up temple like blue christmas was there and all of the things but um and we had oh holy night and all of the things and then they would do a christmas program and you guys do a christmas program like mm-hmm. there are lots of similarities between how we celebrate and how you celebrate the difference was like every holiday that we had we had to dress up oh. so thanksgiving dinner we had to put on nice clothes to sit down for I thanksgiving dinner though. for christmas we had to dress up to go to thanksgiving or I for christmas dinner and stuff though. i do too. especially because i'm such a period reader or like a period piece watcher like and so i'm like oh, just the dressing for dinner looks fun it probably get old fast so we got so all, just you doing know. it once a year not big deal but that's cool i love that so so that was the biggest difference but so the traditions were really quite similar that's nice. Pajamas on Christmas Eve, like all of those things, mm-hmm. similar. But one of my favorite memories is when we first came back, Luke was little and James was had just, you know, just back from his mission and stuff. And he's like, let's celebrate like the Hispanics do and let's open all of our presents I at remember. midnight. And Luke would when, not give it I up. Oh, man. It was like, was like, we're playing this game. <laughs> like it was for like three days straight yes. at least. He yeah, we're going to. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Like, it was funny. Got a kid, an idea, and a kid's Do you remember him sitting oh, yeah. in the back of the minivan while we drove around? Oh, just yeah. Just the top of his lungs. Rocking oh, yeah. around the Christmas tree. Yeah. Oh, it was so cute. He's that age where my babies are getting into, and they're so fun. Like, yeah, so Hazel fun thinks she's Christmas. Santa. She's always saying ho, ho, ho. And she then rides you ask her, she says, no, reindeer. I'm Santa. Are you Hazel? No, I'm Santa. I said, all right, Santa. It's like Liam when he was boy. I'm boy. Yeah. So, um... I had the best question. It just left my head. (laughs) I'm very good at distracting. No, no, no. Speaking of random collaborations of your songs, that's why I still like our school district here. They do these Christmas programs and they will sing fun to spiritual. That's fun. Like we can't have that because of this. It's just good old traditional Christmas. Sing the silent night. We did the, we went to a Christmas concert for Baylor last year. So he did choir for two years and he just had not enjoying his choir teachers. But I think part of the reason was they sang this Latin song for Christmas. Dolium. I don't even, I can't, it was the same four like sounds. Hmm. I don't even think they were full words over and over and over again. People want to hear the Christmas carols. They don't want to hear that. The next group up sang all Christmas carols and the kids looked like they were having a good time. Oh, yeah. The teacher looked like they were having a good time. And I just, I felt kind of bad for, yeah. I'm like, you can, you can have some really great songs 
and the kids could love choir. Mm-hmm. Or you could sing you, dull. They're not, they're not in high school yet. <laughs> no. You don't need to have a chamber choir. You don't need to have this just perfect, just play the music soundtrack behind them. Let them feel confident totally. instead of acapella, Dolium, tom, tom, halam. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, because I felt you're, bad. You're a natural teacher, though, so you think of all those aspects. Like, there's so many things to it to be a good choir teacher, to be a good teacher, teacher. And I think that's the difference right there. You just put the nail on the head. Like, if you're thinking about all those things, like, look you're at the joy teacher. that's coming from them. That means you're a teacher. Like, it's just in you. You're a teacher. Well, see, sometimes I just look at people and I think, oh, they're so good at what they do. And then I look at me and I'm like, I am really okay at lots of different things but i'm not good at one single thing no you're like that's 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 sometimes how i just i'm like i can i can do a little bit of this and i can do a little bit of this way better off oh i agree like i look at you and i think you're oozing talent because you can go from teaching science which is super left brain to all the embroidering you've been doing all week. Yeah, she's been embroidering all weekend. I prefer that because I kind of feel the same way, Amy. Like, I think I have so much to offer, but I'm not, like, amazing at one thing. And so I feel like I'm spread over all these things I'm trying. That, exactly. Like, I'm, like, I'm trying to do all these things. And, and then not one but, thing is really excelling. Right. So I get that. But you, like, I think that's kind of what makes you a good teacher is you have all these different things you're... I agree. I think maybe it's from. just willing to try something. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Tessa decided she wanted to try making sourdough bread. And I'm like, I don't know how to make sourdough bread. And she's like, let's try it. I'm like, okay, now we need a sourdough start. So I asked somebody at our ward and they're like, yes, I have one. So we got one. She's been making it. And we've started and we really like it. See, I love that though. But I feel like that's, that's your talent trying trying something (laughs) having all of those well-rounded and like being up for anything. Like I love that. So you know, all the people that have texted us about the books we've suggested, we can really thank Amy for all of them. She's the one who that. introduced the number one ladies detective agency oh, that's to a good one. the Lewis clan. Did you I'm know that? I'm listening to number 10 right now. Are you? They're the best. They're hilarious. They're, they're just, so good. And they're so easy. They're so easy. And yeah. there's always the little snippets of life lessons. Wisdom. I'm just like, yes, that's all life's about. It's a simple of just being kind. I have to pass that card off to my mom. My mom loves book groups and they read all sorts of books and she gives all the suggestions to me really? so they're not coming straight from me they're coming from my mom but then you gave it to my dad for christmas that one yeah year, and that's kind of what started we're us on all. the bandwagon yeah sure. so now i have and all the our podcast friends that have texted us what's the name of that th- series you talk about because i just love a book that's just not too intense not too like violent or language just like and she's just like matter of fact yeah Yeah. just doing the best she can but she's not judging people she's trying not to she's just and i'm like that's kind of how i want to live my life yeah traditionally built owning it they don't ever call her fat they always call her traditionally built (laughs) my doctor that that once tried to call her fat she went to another doctor (laughs) (laughs) she wanted the doctor to call her traditionally built so the number one lady detective agency we loved and then very good yeah it's just fun to talk books with you but that's the thing is you have a lot of like scientific traits but you have a lot of very creative traits too and that's kind of what i love yeah I really like to sew. It's fun. It's cathartic. My my mom taught me. So growing up, I had like, maybe this is why I am the way I am. I don't know. But like in my backyard. So yeah, my dad was a farmer, but we lived in town. Well, yeah. in town, out of town. We lived on three acres growing up and we had horses. So I grew up showing horses at our county fair and we would win, win ribbons and it would earn us money. And that's mm-hmm. that's our jobs over the summer. And we started out there, so I would go out every morning in the summer and jump on my horse and go for a ride out into the hills and do all of the things and then practice all the showmanship and sitting up straight and wearing <laughs> my cowboy hat just so and all of those things, pointing my toes the right way. She is the she should she be teaching the original. You. That's what makes goal in life is to be on a show, <laughs> a rodeo queen. a rodeo queen. Oh well, I can I can show you a few tricks, <laughs> and then um, we got into the sewing and cooking aspect. And so for 4-H, so we did the horses side and showed the horses at the fair. We had a county fair that we went to every summer. And and then we would go to the other side and we would sew articles of clothing and they'd get judged and displayed. And then we would have ones that you had to sew them and then you had to model them in a fashion show. And so they had, they judged not only how you sewed it, but how did it actually fit you when you went it. Interesting. This is cool 4-H. It was pretty fun. And then they would have, you could bake things and enter them, and then you'd have your loaf there, and you could see what kind of ribbon you got. But then they'd also have 
cooking contests there. So you would take your ingredients and you would go cook in front of a judge and they would judge you on how cleanly you were, how did you chop, you know, all of those things. Hmm. And then they, we eventually got into one where you got into it and it was a situation. So they handed you a card, the, 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 the kitchen was stocked with food and they handed you a card and you had to read the card and then plan out a whole meal based on whatever it was. So the person like I had to do something that had no gluten in it. They were gluten-free. That was back, you know, before. Oh, that was a thing. Yes, yeah. before it was a thing. And so I had to think of something and I was like, okay, I'll bake some potatoes and we'll make them taco potatoes and that's the meal. And so then as you competed, if you got certain levels, then you got to go to the state fair. Ooh. So then some of my stuff got me to the state fair. So I learned how to do all the things and we competed at the state fair. And so that was a fun experience and got to see all of those things. And so I was doing that in the summer and then along with playing basketball and doing see, all I of love those this. things. That's why you're well-rounded. That is why you're I didn't know any of this. I didn't either. That's so cool. So lots of random things that I did, I guess, growing up. But that's, I think that's where I got the, I'll just try anything. Mm-hmm. I want to do this with my children. Put I, them in a situation. Like get, these experiences are um, like, amazing and i feel like what we're not getting as much now because you know like there's a downtime my kid's gonna go downstairs and play a video game or something right. like i like i love the idea of because my kids are very active they're sports they're but i love this other working stuff. hard but this is a cool what idea cards to cook on his mission who knows right? this would have been great for him Caden's had to learn how to do more mm-hmm. than on his mission than he thought so mm-hmm. i love the idea of just like putting him in a situation be like okay what would you do what would you cook? maybe once a week this? i need to pick a kid this that is would fun, be fun. It, it was fun growing up. I don't know how my kids would react now, but, you know. Well, that's us it. three. But We're I think that's how it. We're all going to change it. I love it. Amy, thank you. I'm so happy we finally I don't know you. any of this. This is I why don't. we like the podcast. When you say you have nothing, look at all this. I uh, didn't know this, and I've been with you for 24. Yeah, we've known you for 23. How long have you been 24. married? 24. 24. 24 years. Yeah. So I love it. It's so fun to get to know, like, that side of you and... The stuff that we yeah. all, that we love about you. We yeah. never could say we were bored. There was always something we could go do. Exactly. Yes. Can't tell you that's the number of times I've got di- bitten, stepped away. on, fallen off of a horse. Like yeah. all of the things. But that's what kind of made you, those kind of things are what make us. Yeah. Are you kind of excited to take your kids back to kind of experience that part of your life? It's it. I mean. I mean, to the extent that it's different. It, things aren't yeah. the same. Like, things aren't the same. kids are not working no. as hard as we did like in the greenhouse and stuff. So it's different, but. Just to kind of I, I let them offer it if they want to do it or not. Like Tessa loves high jump and I did high jump in high school. She's better than me. She'll be better than mm-hmm. me. Um, but just to have her have those opportunities, it's just fun at every level. And, mm-hmm. and it, I, I don't make my kids do anything. Maybe I'm bad. I, Maybe no, I'm I not like, I really want them to, to find something that they enjoy. I think mm-hmm. that's the way to do it. For and, sure. and all of those things I was just willing to try. So I'm like, why don't you just try it? If you don't like it, great. Then you don't have to do it. Then don't keep going. But if you like it, it, then keep trying it. Um, I had to take piano lessons growing up. By the time I got to high school, I had to decide, am I going to play piano anymore or am I going to focus on sports? I I just didn't have time to do it all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I chose sports. And sometimes I regret that. And sometimes I'm like, but I had the experiences. And I can still sit down at the piano and play a few songs. And I don't, I'm not a concert pianist or anything. But you learn just even in that kind of piano, the hand, the the hand coordination, the reading music, the reading music and playing the things cognitively that it gives you. Like I learned this as a teacher, even if you don't ever play the piano again, the fact that you did this for five, 10 years is huge for your cognitive ability of what you're doing in the future. So it just teaches so many different things. And I think that that's what, I think that's what life's all about. Just yeah, learn as much as you can. Trying something new. Amen. So we always end our podcast with something that made you happy this week. So you can, it can be, be thinking. big. It can be something that cheesy. made me happy this be... week. Megan, why don't you go first? Um, I'll be cheesy because everyone was here for Christmas, Thanksgiving, and with James and Amy moving soon. Who knows when that'll be again? It was nice to just so talk it was nice, and it was a smooth Thanksgiving. The babies, like Luke, Luke and Paula's babies and Jackie's babies, are old enough now that they play together. Mm-hmm. And then all the big kids were playing a game together the whole time, and I just think it went really smooth. The food was good; everyone was happy. I just feel like it was a smooth holiday that everyone enjoyed. 
So it was a good ending before you move on us. <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm moving doesn't mean you can't I come know. have an adventure. I oh, have just just think wedding. about we're the adventure that you could have. Oh, yeah, we're coming to I you. haven't been there since our wedding, and yeah, I don't remember I'm much, so, so I want to go back. And you came back. on like the windiest day ever. They like closed the freeway. It was yes, so windy right, that yes. day. So I'm super excited to come visit you in Washington. Me too. I'm like, sign me up. It'll just be a different. So that was just a nice traditional. Which is funny that you're saying all that because it was one of my hardest Thanksgivings I've had since Abe died. I know. It's weird. Huh? I could tell you. Externally, everything was great. I'm super grateful. My kids had a grand time with their cousins, but it was literally like, it's, a hard one. have it be the 10th one. Like it feels heavy. Have monumental. It feels heavy. And just, I don't know. I've been crying every night. Like some Thanksgivings are easier than others. And I'm just learning to roll with it when it's sure a bad one. Different. Yeah. But it's been a weird one. But like, yeah. So well, let's see something that made me happy this week. Honestly, what I said when I was grateful for, when Paula took my kids for a few hours the other day, it was just a nice break. Just because... Sometimes as a mom, you just need that. Usually when I'm making rolls, the kids are helping me and there's flour everywhere and there's (laughs) eggs everywhere. Extra cleanup, extra. They got to come help me. Yeah, yeah, Megan probably loved that. You're welcome, Megan. But just having that that, uh, less stimulation, less noise, it was kind of nice. So a little bit of a break. Yeah. Okay, what about you? I was just grateful that I got to not think about school for a week. There you go. Just give my mind a little bit of a rest so I can go back all refreshed. Do you guys always get a week off or is this our first year? This is our first year with a whole week off. No, we got a week off last year too. Oh, we did? Mm -hmm. We had But it's newer. It's newer. Since I started, since our kids went there, I think. Maybe, yeah. I loved The whole time in Peoria. I mean, did I sleep in every day? Yes. Because several years ago we went to... Universal Studios on our week off. Perfect. So I'm loving having a week too. Me too. So. It was great. It's nice. It. It's nice to have the week break. And when you don't have to think about lesson plans or what you're doing tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have to worry about any of the behaviors because I can just tell my kids to knock it off and they do. Students <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at school, not always. Yes. You can control <laughs> your kids a little bit better than your students. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Thanks. Yeah, we love you. Yeah. Love you guys too. Okay. So.